Welcome back to Factory Sealed. It is August 30th, 2015. My name is Eric Peterson. Joining me today, Mr. Daniel Curtis. Hello. And Mrs. <laughs> Jess Clarkson. Hello. You'll get it right one week. <laughs> I did it with Z's this week. Like some kind of mutated bee. Yes, but not the queen bee. What the hell? Why not? Because. Do you know what happens? He doesn't think you're important enough to be a queen, Jess. Do you know what happens to the queen bee when she is past her prime? No. All of the worker bees pile on top of her and then flap their wings really quickly to increase the body temperature and overload her and kill her. They do the wing kill? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's like a sweet Mortal Kombat fatality. Because I know they do that to other insects, but I didn't know they, like, went all... Cray? That's pretty grim. I feel like they have a word for that. Like, isn't it monarchicide? Like, regus... What is it when you kill a queen slash king? Regicide? In the real... Yeah, that. Huh. That one. Huh. Jess, you don't sound... Huh? How do they decide that she's past her prime? Maybe she's not squirting out a thousand eggs a day anymore. (laughs) It's not fair. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Bee Life. (laughs) Welcome to the Bee Life podcast. (laughs) Jess, you don't sound nearly as gross today as you were letting on. No, it's just I have, like, a random cough that keeps happening, which is irritating. Because I'm not sick sick, but I'm coughing. So I didn't want to be, like, <laughs> all throughout. So I am have my mute button going on, just in case. See, I kind of hope you miss your mute button at some point, and then we just get this really phlegmy cough for, like, a minute. <laughs> That way I can isolate it and set it as my, my ringtone uh, notification for whenever uh, chat goes off. Hey, it's Jess. <laughs> <laughs> Just real sense. phlegmy and wet. Uh, nice. 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 How are you, Dan? I'm fine, thanks, Eric. How are you? Oh, I'm just jolly I'm, good. I'm pretty pretty phlegmless. Pretty <laughs> Um, everybody's got a little bit of phlegm, you know, but I don't feel it's going to come splurging out at any point. So that's a, that's a perk. So there was something that I realized I forgot to talk about on the show the other week, I think. Did we talk about my whole uh, Katy Perry concert incident? No. I don't think we did, actually. Oh, before we get into that, <laughs> Tom isn't here. Oh, thanks, He's Dan. <laughs> Tom is jet-setting to some tropical place in Africa, I think. Oh, yeah, Tenerife. Tenerife, that's where he's off to. Is that really in Africa, or is that, like, off the coast of Spain? Nobody says it's Africa. Oh. It's just Tenerife. It's basically, like, where every English person goes on holiday ever. So, that's what it is. Very cool. Hmm. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Did we talk about the whole concert thing? No. Uh, I don't think we did. On the show. So, a few weeks back, I get a call from my mom. And she says, hey, I won tickets to go see Katy Perry. Do you want to go? I'm like, all right, cool. It's Katy Perry. Sure, we'll go see her. 
And from the very beginning, I should have known that something was amiss. But I figured, what, she won them on the radio. And on the radio down here, they give away concert tickets to stuff like Taylor Swift and the iHeartRadio Music Festival and just big concerts all the time. So, yeah, sure, we'll go, whatever. I didn't bother to do any looking into this to verify any of it. <laughs> I just took it all at face value and went, cool, I'm going to go hang out with my mom. We're going to go to a concert, have some fun, do whatever. So the day the concert rolls around, we head downtown to a brewery. We get a couple flights of beer get nice and happy for the the concert and then we get over to the venue and as we're walking in she hands me the tickets and looks at me and goes oh it's christina and i'm looking at it like what the fuck like what and like <laughs> did they spell something wrong and then we get inside and she goes no it's not katie perry it's christina perry like, oh, <laughs> fuck but surprisingly the entire concert was okay other than the fact that the whole tour was called Girls' Night Out, but boys can come too. So it was just all just loaded with females, and there was just a surprising amount of gay couples, and it was just like this big group hug love fest style concert, and it surprisingly wasn't terrible. Did you particularly I, like so the gay couples with the group hugs? Particularly. Is Christina Perry? She sings that song "Jar of Hearts," and then she did the Thousand Years" song from the the Twilight Wedding. Ugh. I don't actually think I've seen that Twilight movie. Good. I feel like I should just to see it and now find out who Christina Perry is. Well, but... the the opening the opener was someone that I I knew the name sounded familiar, but I'm like, yeah, she's not that bad. And then she plays her last song, and it turns out to be um, Rachel Platten, who sings that fight song that's on the radio. Oh, really? Uh, I like that song. And then the second person, because the way the ticket, the, the way the ticket was written, it usually lists the opener followed by the headliner, and in the the, the ticket it said Colby and Christina. So I'm like, all right, Colby Kelly is going to come out next. And after Rachel Platten, this really goofy chick comes out and she's doing these three like just shimmy dance moves the whole time and the audience starts singing happy birthday to her which was really weird and i couldn't understand what the name was so i looked at the people next to me and we're like who is this and they look at us like are you retarded it's christina perry like oh shows how much i really care about being at this concert wait so you watched her sing and then she disappeared and came back on and you didn't know who she was no she started singing, and we had no idea who it was, because I thought it was supposed to be Colby uh, like Kelly that came out second. Oh, that's funny. And then Colby came out, and we're like, yeah, we're done. We left. That's hilarious. Yeah. No, it was good. It was it was fun. I, it gives me an excuse to uh, tease my mom about something for a while. That's awesome. So the moral of that story is always double-check your tickets, because the Comerica Theater is a pretty small venue, and it just wouldn't have made sense for Katy Perry to be there after doing the halftime show at the Super Bowl. Kind of a step down. Well done, Eric. Well done. The whole document work, old bean. was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, I, we went out to this brewery. And like, you know what? Fine, let's drink. So I took a took a picture of me drinking some beers. I'm like, I think I'm ready for Katy Perry. And uh, did you go to the right concert? Yeah, we did. Are you sure? They let us in with the tickets we had, so it had to have been <laughs> right. Are you sure you weren't so drunk that you, like, drop-kicked the guard and just went in? I, yeah, he's like, this guy just needs a place to sit down. 
And if you won them, they were pretty good seats then, right? Uh, yeah, they weren't terrible. I mean, we were on the lower deck. So that's where, like, the actual fans would be that you were like, who is this person? Yeah, and they're the ones that also knew. Yeah. Like, it's Christina Perry, duh! (laughs) It was just this huge heartfelt, like, one of her speeches between her songs, like, I just want to tell you this story, and hopefully by the end, everybody feels like they're just embraced in one big hug. Oh, see, I would I would have left in disgust there. This would have went fuck this. I had a giant box of Skittles to get through. So Skittles okay. at a concert. Yeah. Skittles Skittles make soppy crap tolerable. Yeah. That's so funny. Then the Skittles got got done, and it was just downhill from there. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that. Um, I feel like there was something else I was going to ask you, Jess, but I don't remember. Eh, well, whatever. We'll get to it. Dan! Hello. You might be one of the luckiest people on the planet last Saturday. Yesterday. Yesterday. Last Saturday. Well. Yeah, I was quite surprised by yesterday. Um, me and the missus had just got... Um, we spent all morning planning um, our Australia trip. So, hold on. I'm going to stop you right there. If Crystal hadn't been a part of it, it would have just been me planning the Australia trip. Yeah. Okay. So me was planning <laughs> the Australia literally, trip. He literally just went, get on a plane and go. <laughs> I was making fun of your grammatical error, Dan. Okay. <laughs> just just continue. Me, it's Sunday. Who needs grammar? <laughs> Even I don't do grammar on a Sunday. You guys are taking a long time to plan this Australia trip. I like my concept better. Go to the airport with a bag. Hop on a plane to Australia, get off. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot easier. The only thing I you have s- to plan is the trip to the airport. It's also how you end up out in the outback getting murdered. Well, at least it'd be an adventure. By the shitty kangaroos. <laughs> so yeah, all that's planned. And then I went. You know what? I'm going to go downstairs and check the post just in case Metal Gear Solid Fives come. And I was like, it won't have. Open the post box. There's a package. It's like yes. So I have. A copy of Metal Gear Solid Five. What already. would you have done if it would have been a new version of F One? Uh, probably cried. <laughs> I went, went and smashed some windows or something. I would have went and played urban golf. That would have been the ultimate troll because like this guy, this guy's probably waiting for this game, but we're gonna send him F One just in case. That would have been. Terrible. Haven't you gotten burned by ordering games online before? Because you usually get them on release day, but you've gotten burned by them not showing up for like four or five days no, that after. Was because I bought um, Crash Bandicoot: Wrath of Cortex. No, I remember this- you always buy new games online and get them shipped to you. And they do you have to pay extra for them to show up on release day? No. Weird. Well, uh, I've on. I've ordered them. Um, through this website, you've ordered uh, Batman Arkham City and Metal Gear Solid, and both of them have come before release day. So, huh. that's, that's always crazy. nice. Yeah. Weird. What is Is it just a store? Yeah, it's just a store. Oh. I shall not say it, as we don't give out free advertising. Yes, please don't. <laughs> but you could always send them an invoice later. We've mentioned you on our podcast. Here's Pay your us. bill. 16 cents. Yeah. So is that all you're going to say? Like, 
you've been withholding, purposefully withholding information. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Can't you just, it's, like, wet my it's appetite? It's one of those games that you have to play by yourself because Metal Gear Solid is just so crazy. And for me to say anything about it would spoil the craziness. So when this package arrived, did you look at Crystal and go, fuck our plans for the rest of the day, I'm playing Metal Gear? <laughs> no, see, we'd literally just finished booking all the hotels for Australia, so I was quite excited about that. And then when I went downstairs and found Metal Gear Solid Five was in my post box, I just had a bit of a mini meltdown and went a bit psychotic for a while. Did you do a little jig? I was dancing around the room for quite a while, like, yes. Like this, this, this typical... And I was, going, I was going to Crystal, I was going, Metal Gear Solid Five's come! And she was just looking at me blankly as if to say, what, what is this? For all she cares, it could have been an old pickle. Yeah. Did she, she like just... decide that she was going on the trip by herself after that? Yeah, she did. She's actually left me. <laughs> but at least I've got Metal Gear. I don't Gear. care because I've got Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> God. You know you'd do the same, Eric. I would. You would. But the the difference would be is that Christy would be just as excited as me. And, yeah. And then she's like, let's put Ellie to bed now and play. Then Ellie would be in her crib <laughs> screaming and we'd be out there playing Metal Gear. Put some whiskey in her bottle, it's fine. <laughs> Bourbon. <laughs> Jess, I'm so happy you're not a parent. I swear people used to do that. Well, it was a thing. Yeah, that's before Child Protective Services was a thing. <laughs> Fair. Oh, So, Dan, the one question that I do have for you, and all of these reviews for Metal Gear Solid Five have been coming in, and they've been... I was just expecting 10s across the board. And people, I think, are finding tiny things to nitpick about just to not give it a 10. Um, But the only thing that I've read so far that sounds like it's going to really piss me off is one guy was writing a review and he said, I've been reminded at least a hundred times that this game was directed by Hideo Kojima. And they show the credits after pretty much every mission that you do. Yeah, they're done like um, mini episodes, kind of, where um, all the credits flash up on the screen at the start. But to be honest, it's really irritating because it spoils who's going to be in each mission. Oh. Cause, um, Can you skip like, them? No, because they pop up on the screen. I've went through the sentence and see, see if you can turn it off, but it doesn't. Like, the mission I've just done, uh, it popped up, obviously, um, Snakes in it, then Miller, and uh, then it popped up with the villain who hadn't been in it yet. I was like, great. Because it's like... It, doesn't say the name of the actors it says the name of the characters oh Oh, really that's shit yeah that's weird and then then it also spoiled it by saying that you know the trailer they released last week where it had the metal gear mech in yeah the mission that i've just done spoiled it by saying that that was in it and i was like wait i'm not surprised by this no more because it takes all the surprises (laughs) out of it that's weird and then when you finish the mission and you go away from the mission in the helicopter then the credits flash up on the screen again. Like the, the go past really quickly, but it's just irritating. It's the, just unnecessary. I kind of liked the rationale for why they did that. And it was to kind of give credit to the particular teams that worked on each mission. So I can respect that, but I don't like that whole concept of spoiling because this game is going to have a lot of very iconic characters in it. And that's been part of the appeal of the Metal Gear franchise before is like, okay, I know that Ocelot's going to be in this somewhere. Like Metal Gear 3, the first time you see Ocelot, you know, they, yeah. they it's just, it's this really cool moment where like you hear the tinging 
of his spurs. You're like, oh my god, it's Ocelot, and then it pans up. You're like, this is it. Yes. Well, I was just because uh, you played Ground Zeroes, right? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> uh, the guy who's in that skull face, yeah, he was the one. Like his name flashed up, and I was like, well, he hasn't been in this yet, so he's clearly in this scene. And I was just like, why is it there? But yet, why so, are they doing the character names? Because I feel like that's just nothing but spoilery. Like you can't. It's really odd. It's very odd. I hope this they're putting an option to take it out, but I'll probably be finished it by then. So, huh? But I looked at my. Um, I've been playing it since yesterday. I've played about five, six hours so far, and I looked at my statistics earlier, and I've done about two percent. Yeah, this game of yours is huge. That's yeah. awesome. So here's I haven't the, been out the first area yet. Here's so. the really important question. Um, the horse. Yeah. Do you have it yet? I do. Can you kill it? <laughs> I haven't tried. <laughs> Why not? Because you form a bond with your horse, and I think killing right? it won't work. Oh. I've also found, uh, if you've seen in some of the trailers, there's a dog you can collect. Yes. I've got the dog. Can you? I am. No! <laughs> kill it. <laughs> no, you can't. Why would you want to? But you can, Eric, strap a balloon to it and make it fly off into the sky. <laughs> oh, no! What is that called? The, uh, the, uh... The Fulton Recovery System. Fulton. It's the best thing ever. Oh, see, I can't believe you did not enjoy Peace Walker. Because Peace Walker was awesome for that sole fact of just strapping balloons to people and watching them sail off it into makes space no, it makes no <laughs> sense well but it's just so good <laughs> did you you remember um the dark knight when he goes to uh shanghai and he kidnaps that guy out of the skyscraper and how they use that balloon to recover him right yeah i know that's i know what it is i know it's like a real thing but on metal gear solid 5 what you're doing is basically these are Russian soldiers. What you're doing is knocking them out, attaching a Fulton recovery balloon to them, and then for some reason they just decide to join your army. Well, that's a lot of that is explained in Peace Walker because they you you recruit them, you bring them back to their base. They're prisoners, but o- over time you're brainwashing them and convincing them to become part of your army. They don't just well, show up and time, go over time, which is instantaneously. Well, okay, this is a game. <laughs> It's the concept behind it. Yeah, but that's irrelevant because that's not the exciting bit. The exciting bit is like hijacking sheep and stuff. That's just amazing. What happens to the sheep? Does it go back to the FOB and becomes dinner? No, apparently um, there's an environmental group who's tasked with rescuing um, animals from like uh, conflict zones. So do you get to go back to your FOB and just have a pen full of sheep and donkeys and... Apparently you can build a zoo eventually, but you've got to gradually build up platforms for Mother Base. That's, that's, the, that's another part that I heard was very lackluster and underwhelming was Mother Base just felt empty. It does for the moment, but it seems to be filling up. Huh. It's also the only, th- only game I've ever seen where you can have a shower. So hmm. Because um, Snake gets covered in blood and stuff from missions. So you can... And, uh, so you so like you can have watching a shower and you get sexy off. shower? In a... <laughs> no, it's like a it's like a portaloo. He goes in it and uh, just shuts the door and comes out clean. Oh, so you don't actually watch him shower? No, oh. that would be wrong. Okay, I was gonna say you're like one of your favorite parts of the game is watching an old dude shower. 
I have to say the weirdest thing about the, the game is, though, it's like, because it's open world and Metal Gear has never been this way, so there's so many ways you can approach a mission. It's pretty crazy. I did. I've been trying to be. I've been trying to be stealthy, but on the last mission I just did, I got spotted, and I got reinforcements came, and there was about thirty guys. So I got on this um, mortar placement and just started launching mortars at them. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing. That it was just really good. I'm torn on whether or not I liked from Ground Zeroes was the concept of the binoculars, where you could just stand on a really high point and then pick everybody out, and then you just knew where they were the rest of the mission. No, but even with because this one's even bigger, they can you can miss people, and then you might just go around a corner, and there's a guy, and he sees you, and like, oh shit, shit the bed. Yeah, <laughs> I just I have to say as well, one of the things I've noticed about this one is it's absolutely crazy, like you'd expect from Metal Gear. Huh. It is absolutely batshit. <laughs> well, it's I suppose it's kind of fitting for uh, Kojima's departure. Yep. I don't want to spoil it, but um, it's lighter on story than others well, in the Metal Gear series because s- a lot of the time you're wandering around. But, um, they were saying it, that it uh, people were really put off by the whole Kiefer Sutherland thing, but then, like, well, you don't really hear him speak that much. so You don't. Like, uh, when you rescue... Oh, I won't say that. <laughs> but there was a rumor that David Hayter was going to be in it too, right? I think there was. Like, I feel like that was something that people didn't want to let go of. See, that's kind of what I was hoping for, but I don't. I don't think that's going to be a thing anymore. Even despite the fact that um, David Hayter put all of that stuff out on Twitter the first of April. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think, but it's also April first. Yeah. I don't think that. Uh, I don't think he's in it, which is unfortunate. It but is, I but, um, but I think because Kiefer Sutherland's in it, he doesn't have as many lines because he's probably pays more. Oh yeah, that's, I suppose they charge by the line, don't they? Yeah. So was uh, there like, a reason as to why they went with Kiefer Sutherland? I don't think so because David Hayter never really led on to anything about that. Yeah, because it doesn't really make a huge amount of sense. No. Hmm. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I've uh, unfortunately have a busy day on Tuesday. Otherwise, I would just block out that whole day and go get it right away in the morning. That's a shame. It's a shame. Maybe maybe my appointments will cancel. <laughs> Mysteriously. Maybe you might get Jess's illness. Oh, Jess, please start maybe. coughing into the microphone. Send me your germs. <laughs> Just breathe into a bottle and then overnight it to me, and I'll just sit and huff it. Just <laughs> like deep bottom of the lungs huffing. That's beautiful. Or you could just. I'll make sure to get some phlegm in there too. And I could drink it with my tea. Uh, obviously. Duh. Phlegm tea. Nice. Gross. Oh, God. So that. Uh, did you feel like our game for this week properly prepped you for Metal Gear? It did. I had a lot of fun with that. I forgot I really just how fun VR missions is. Yeah. But for you, it's called Special Missions. Metal, Metal Gear Solid Special Missions. Um, <laughs> um, where do I go? <laughs> it's 
so dumb. That's actually that's actually what the game is. He just walks around in circles, one leg dragging behind the other, <laughs> drooling. <laughs> kind of like that picture that I made for you. Yeah. Just did I share that? I shared that picture with you, didn't I? I don't know. I'm checking now. I made Dan a very special picture of Snake. I don't know what I did with it, but either way, it was hilarious. It was, uh, it was, no, it, it was Snake that. with a helmet on. That's beautiful. It was, it was, those Photoshop skills are unparalleled. <laughs> <laughs> you would not believe how long that didn't take me. <laughs> I will forward it to you right now. But uh, so I'm curious as to why they called it special missions, because in the very first Metal Gear Solid, didn't they have a section called VR missions? Probably, yeah. And they didn't have that in yours? But you say that. and um, But way back in the day, there was a trend in games where they're not called the same over here as they are in America. That's and weird. I don't know why. For example, the Ratchet and Clank games. In America, they have um, dirtier names. Yeah, like up your arsenal, going commando. Yep, over here, Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet and Clank 2, Ratchet and Clank 3, Ratchet Ratchet and Clank Arena or something. And they're just not, they don't have those kind of names. Wonder why. Really? Our ears ears are too delicate, apparently. But America's usually more delicate about that stuff. Yeah, but we also have <laughs> we also have what people like to just scream about freedom of speech. We could probably have a game called Ratchet and Clank have sex with each other, and people are like, well, it's freedom of speech. <laughs> I'd play that. <laughs> of course you would. Jess, did you see It'd that? Be wrong on so many levels, but I play it. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I didn't share that out for obvious reasons. Um, Jess, have you played VR missions before? Did you play no. VR missions this week? Yes. Oh dear, look at you! Oh, you are on fire, girl. I, where I know? Where is this? Where did this Jess come from? I have to impress Dan. Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> One of the founding That's members right. of the show couldn't be bothered to play games for the show. No. Oh, I see. So here's the obvious question. How far did you get? What percentage? Oh, I didn't look at percentage. It says in the top right. Literally can't miss it. Yeah, it's it's bright yellow. It actually takes effort not to see it. <laughs> I'm pretty good. Just can't not see a top lot of right. Effort in. Is there a way you can start it up and look? That's what I'm looking for. Oh, good. What did you get, Eric? I finished out at a solid... I'm just going to verify. I took a picture for proof, in case you didn't believe me. A solid 83%. Nice. Nice. I finished all of the sneaking modes, all of the weapon modes, and all of the advanced modes. And a good chunk of the special mode. Uh, well done, but not as good as me, I'm afraid. Oh, of course. Yes. <laughs> 92, 92 point something percent. I can't remember exactly what it was. Jesus. 
I did all of the VR, all of the weapon mode, all of the advanced mode. I did the mystery mode, the puzzle mode, uh, the ninja mode. And I did the VR mission where you have to go through 10 stages consecutively. Jeez. Wow. So I was very busy this week. I enjoyed it a lot, though. So a lot of time. In. For those who have no idea what the hell this game is, uh, like I said before, Metal Gear Solid 1 had, I believe it had, for some reason I remember this, it had a couple of VR training missions that you could go through. It did, definitely did. This game expands upon that and has it broken down into a bunch of different levels. So you've got sneaking mode and there's 15 levels where you just have to sneak through. So it's just pure... Metal Gear Solid, stealth, sneaking past enemies, cameras, pitfalls, and it's all about watching your your radar um, and and good timing to get to the end point. Once you're done with that, then you flip over to the time attack mode where you have to beat a certain time in order to pass that level. Then you can move on and do all of those over again with a weapon, basic, then time attack. And then probably the most fun is all of the weapons that are in the game each have five of their own stages where you have to... Um, kill a bunch of enemies or destroy some targets and then do it again via time attack mode. And then... I think that's the only bit I didn't like because you have to go back and do the same level again. I really did not enjoy time attack. The only reason I did it is because it unlocked certain things. Yeah. Like in uh, in special mode... No, advanced mode. You couldn't unlock the certain weapons till you had done both the regular and time attack of the weapon in there. So advanced mode was just more difficult. And some of those were pretty cool. Like you had to place C4 in a certain spot to blow enemies in succession. Like they would domino their way into into pits or off a ledge or you had to drag bodies into holes. That's the thing about it, even though it is very primitive because it's based on Metal Gear Solid 1, it is quite inventive with the mecha- mechanics and stuff. One of the first, the first um, puzzle levels, they've got like 15 guards lined up but you can't walk to all of them they're all on platforms just hovering and you walk up behind the first one you have to kick him so he flies forward hits the next one and then they just domino all the way down and it was it it was a cool concept for metal gear because it's normally it's okay i gotta be careful i gotta sneak up snap this guy's neck do the next one it's like no i'm just gonna punch this guy and they're all gonna fly off a ledge one of my favorite ones is on the grenade stage where you have to throw a grenade in a little hole where the guy's standing and he like flies out. Oh yeah, that was so funny. I love that. Did um, any of you get up to the last puzzle mission? Which was no. I stopped on a puzzle mission because it was too. I gotta remember what it was. It's the one where it's in like you're on a very sl- narrow platform and uh, you have to get a guard to follow you. Across because it's um the snow and he has to follow your footprints. No, basically was that the one to... that you were stuck on? Yeah, it was terrible. Uh, you have to the guard is in a little alcove and he's spinning round and you have to get up behind him really quickly, knock him out with the chokehold, and then go up, collect the the solitary claymore that's on the map, then wait till he wakes up, make him follow your footprints across this really long, narrow, winding pathway. But like he keeps stopping and he might lose track of your footprint, so you can't get too far ahead of him. And he has to follow you all the way there, and then you have to go right up to this target, put a claymore right against it, and have to make him walk into the claymore to blow up this um, target so you can get to the goal. And it took me ages. Wow. 
ages. It's terrible. There were <laughs> the C4 levels for the advanced mode. I didn't even, not the C4, the uh, the Claymore. I didn't even use the Claymores for any of them. I just walked up and snapped everybody's neck. Yeah, you can do that. I got first place in all of the time modes for them. Wow. Just because you walk up and just grab them and snap their neck and you're done. You don't have to wait and watch them walk around. The puzzle mode I oh, got boy. stuck on was, I think it was 9 or 10, where you start off on a, soul, on a soul platform, you have to walk across, and then there are four guards in a square, and then they're just walking in a circle. They, they, they're kind of each, they're making a diamond. They each walk an edge of the diamond and then turn around and go back, and then turn around and go back. And so they were in a circle, walking in a square, in the shape, making a diamond. Yes. <laughs> Geometry. <laughs> and you had to weave so your way stupid. through. I just I couldn't do it. I said I um I did give, I give it quite a few goals and then I finally did it and I was like yes. What's the... actually on that one? I got an inch from the goal and one of them saw me. I was like <sighs> no. How do you do that one? You kind of have to the guard who goes right first. You kind of have to follow him and there's a very narrow gap where you can slink to the left before he sees you and then just go straight in. There was another mission that uh, I absolutely hated and it was in. Just the standard one, that hallway with all the cameras where you were the box. Oh, yeah. Hated that one. Absolutely hated it. It wasn't too bad. No, but it's just if you don't find the right path. And then you look at the, some of these, the the times for first place, one was like eight seconds. So there's got to be a path that you can just run through the entire time nonstop. I think you just have to go for it straight away. What about you? I mean, what about some you, of Jess? the um, some of the first scores are very hard to get. I sucked so like so bad at the stupid infrared stuff. It took me forever to figure out like how the fuck you're supposed to see that. Inf- it was bad. oh with your cigarettes. Yeah, which I really noticed, haven't played like, Metal Gear Solid One very much. No, but I would. I thought that it would be gone, but it would be like maybe an couple of centimeters left still yeah. and it would trip me up every single time and i was getting so frustrated well that's the you have to <sighs> use the first person view to look oh i don't i just wait till it's above my head and walk that's what i ended up doing i thought i could be like i was being impatient and it just didn't work hmm. not at all not at all so did you figure out what percentage you got five <laughs> Five. <laughs> yep. Not, I dabbled. Not fifteen. I just kind of just leave. Just go. <laughs> My God. You said that with such conviction. Five. <laughs> like you earned it's the that highest five. percentage I've ever got on a game. <laughs> right. Oh, Jess, you're funny. Five. Five percent. Isn't that so like when you beat the first episode. mission, it goes to three? Uh, obviously. So you beat the... two missions. <laughs> I did. did forget, well, did I did a bit it? of like. No, I don't think so. I did a bunch of the sneaky one, and then the weapon one, and then the special mode, and just kind of went all over the place. But you didn't actually beat them. You tried them. Yes. Oh, well, I'll give you credit for that, I guess. 
because I didn't have a lot of time and I did this morning. I was like, shit, just get as much as you can. (laughs) I see we're reverting back to the old ways of play the game the day of the show. Yeah, but we're not. We've put the effort in, EP. Heck yeah, DC. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Jess, you're letting the side down. I bet even Tom's played more than you and he's not even on. Probably. Let's send him a message. I'm going to ask Tom right now, if he, unless he's on a plane, what percentage he got. And if he replies back with anything more than 5%, I mean, you could be 5.1. I'm pretty sure he is going to have more than 5%. I was actually impressed with how little I played. <laughs> it, is, it is quite impressive to play something that little. I know. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, this this game, though, have either of you two played Metal Gear Solid 2's VR Missions 1? Is that in the subsistence collection? No, that's substance. That's what I meant. Subsistence is 3. Yeah. Is it in the substance no, collection? It is. Ah, uh, then no. That is, very, that is very good. It's even better than this one. Huh. So... Huh. They didn't do anything. Did they do VR missions for three or not? No, that's why I never bought the subsistence version. Hmm. I bought the subsistence version because it was friggin' rare. I remember I was working at GameStop. It's still in the cellophane. I was working at GameStop when that uh, three subsistence came out, and they only did pre-orders on them, and they only fulfilled... They were only able to fill, fulfill like 75% of the pre-orders, and we only ended up getting three of them in stock. And one of my buddies had two of them reserved and turned around and sold one of them for 400 bucks. Whoa. They were that hard to come across. Making money. <laughs> so... Um, the mystery mode, I remember that being a lot cooler than it really was. Most of those... I think that's because we knew how to do them. They really weren't that difficult. So, Jess, you probably didn't unlock the mystery mode because I think you get that at around 75 or 80%. I was yep. just shy of that. Yeah, just shy. Just a, and you were just, just a little bit. Just a couple more missions and you would have been there. <laughs> um, Obviously. So you start off in this room. There's a dead guy on the floor with blood everywhere. And there's usually a clue in the room, but they also give you kind of a, a, a teaser clue in the description of the mission. Like, one of them is um, this guy's so nearsighted he can't even see the wall. So you walk into the next room, and there are three guards standing there, and you have to chokehold one of them and drag him to the goal, and if you chokehold the correct one, you win the mission. So you have to solve these mysteries of who killed this guy. So for that, That's so cool. that one, you have to um, chokehold him, drag him away from the wall, and they'll always return back to their spot. And that guy, since he's short-sighted, he uh, walks into the wall and falls over. So it's like, oh, well, that's him, and you drag him into the goal and win. Or the other one, um, the, 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 the victim had pulled the guy's mask off, and you see it laying next to him. So you're thinking, oh, I'm just going to go grab the guy without a mask, but you walk into the next room, and there's a sock on the ground, just a single sock. And then you look at all of the guards closely, and you can see that one of them is wearing a sock on his head instead of a mask. It's like, okay, that's him. And you drag him in. Uh. I like the very first one where it was um, the killer bumped his head on the camera. So you walk in, and there's one guy 
on the left, one guy in the middle, and then the guy on the right's like ten times taller than all the rest of them, and he's just a big oversized <laughs> ogre. He's got a bump on his head as well. <laughs> when you go to Choku, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> How Snake Choke holds him is beyond me, though. Did you get up to the last um, mystery mission? Yes, where you're just in the uh, Psychomantis room. Yeah. That one was dumb. You just had to uh, walk that around. That annoyed me so much when I was a kid. I remember it so well. The basic concept is you're in a room, there's a dead body, and it says, what happened? And then you can look at certain items, and it zooms in on them as if to say, was it this that killed this guy? And then it gets towards three minutes, and then this um, grandfather clock starts chiming. And uh, and then you'd like start to panic a bit, because you've got two minutes left. I remember as a kid, though, because I had no time left. I was just like, right, restart. Yeah. <laughs> It's got to be something, but what you have to do is just wait for five minutes, and then the guy stands up and he's just lying on a bottle of ketchup. I was like, what? really? Yeah. <laughs> really? It's basically the entire premise of the movie, the first Saw movie, wrapped up into five that minutes. That would be the worst because, like, I would be so panicking. Well, I remember yeah. you telling me that Dan that there was one of those missions, and I couldn't remember which one it was. So the mystery mission where you had to find the liquid snake mask i didn't see that alcove in the wall so i'm like oh maybe this is it so i just sat there and made some coffee and and walked around the living room until it hit five minutes and went mission failed like oh fuck i just wasted five minutes (laughs) (laughs) but uh it was it was good there were definitely some very very frustrating puzzles i gave up on some of the puzzle modes like the um the one with the stinger missile where you had to arc the missile using your lock-on me- uh, mechanic. I just, oh, yeah, it's easy. I just gave up on that. This is dumb. You're dumb. I think the worst missions, though, were the Nikita missile ones, where you had to navigate it through that complex underground structure to get to the guy. You remember what I'm talking about? What, sorry? The Nikita missions. Oh, yeah, I remember that. See, did you realize you can use the first-person view? Yes, I'm not a complete idiot. Oh, good. Oh, good. Just checking. Yes, I did. Um, hmm. What is... Were they all in the, like, the same look to them with the scrolly black and green background? Yes. That was driving me crazy. What? It's VR. It's virtual reality missions. I know, but it was just like screaming with my eyes. I don't know why. It just was. Hmm. It's because I'm old now. Maybe if you would have played more, you would have gotten used to it. Maybe. Um, Dan, what is the ninja mode? Um, oh, well, you just get to play as Gray Fox. And just so cut cool. people up or what? Yeah. He runs a lot faster than Snake. He has his own sword, and he has like a spin attack and a sword attack, and it's just crazy. What are the missions it's, you do with him? There's uh, the first one you have to because you can jump as well as him. You have to jump and uh, hit these targets which are on top of platforms, and then the second one you have to kill thirty guards, and the third one you have to find which guard is Solid Snake and kill him. Oh, nice! But I remember that being the best thing ever when I was a kid. And, like, I played them, but they were so easy, and I was like, oh. Because you didn't get to play as Gray Fox in... Over and over again. You don't get to play as Gray Fox in MGS. No, you don't. 
That's too bad. It's a shame it's not for more missions because they are really fun. Yeah. Are you going to try to max out to 100%? Mm, I don't think so because the ones I've got left are really annoying. Yeah, I think I'm going to stop so, at 83. And now I've got Metal Gear Solid 5, so you know, priorities. Does that one have VR <laughs> missions? No, unfortunately. No. Uh, it does, however, have technology which definitely didn't exist when Snake did. Yeah. Which is just mad. Like the eye droid with holograms and his uh, prosthetic arm, which somehow works like a normal arm. This is Cold it's War era crazy. Russia. Shit's real over there. I was going <laughs> to say, maybe they're just hiding everything. Yeah. God, Dan. I got some sweet gear from a horse earlier, which uh, where it wears a crazy helmet and stuff. I forgot to ask you another question about the horse. No, I have not figured out how to make it have a shit. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to ask. I can't figure it out. Because apparently you can <laughs> shit in the middle of the road and cars wipe out on it. I haven't done this yet. Why are you I need not... need to go cardboard like, box sledging as well. You what? I need to go cardboard box sledging. Sledding. Sledding, yes. So, I'm actually... Like, I'm disappointed because these are the things that should have been the first thing. Like, sweet, box, let's go sledding. Oh, horse, can I kill it? Okay, no, can I make it poop? Yes, all right. Easy questions to answer right away. No. Or you have shame. to play it. See, I always play a game seriously the first time, experiment on the second playthrough. I usually don't make it to the second playthrough, so I need to do everything all on the no. first playthrough. You get distracted by everything. Yeah. I made it. Wait until you get the Fulton recovery system. That's up so. Ups- I like, I'm purposely not killing everyone just because of the fact that you can Fulton recovery, recovery them. Can you Fulton recovery their bodies? No. Because oh. what would be the point? Because you okay. could just send a bunch of dead bodies back to base, and you know there'd be a guy there going, God damn it! And you're just tossing them over it's into co- the ocean. It's cool, though, when you're back at the base. like People who are wandering around will salute at you and stuff, and then uh, you, the morale goes up because you've been to see them. Can you Fulton and, recovery uh, them while they're at base? You can't. They can't for the training section, oh. but not... Once, but they, I walked up to this guy and he went, um, "Boss, will you train with me?" And this literally consisted of me beating the shit out of him using the CQC mechanic. And then he got up, picked his gun up, and went, "Thank you, boss," and walked off. <laughs> That's awesome, Jesse. You haven't played much Metal Gear, have you? No. So you never played Metal Gear One. No, you played it for the show no. that we did with Oliver. A little bit. Yeah. I think you made it to the title screen. I. Yeah. And then she couldn't figure out how to load it because you have to press circle instead of X. <laughs> that actually did fuck me up a, a few times. <laughs> like, every single time I, I was right. like, fuck, wrong button, fuck, wrong button. There was a point in VR missions where I almost stopped because I did all of the time trial and then the first portion of the weapon mode. And then I would go to save. And then I would turn it off and come back and it hadn't saved. So I did it again, and then it was you know, another hour later, saved, turned it off, came back, didn't save again. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I did it one more time, saved it, and once you press save, it goes to overwrite, and then it says completed. That's where I was turning it off. So this time I went past that, went back to the menu, and turned it off and back on, and it actually saved that time. So I had to do probably 10 missions three times. That's annoying. It was oh. super obnoxious. 
Oh, super obnoxious. Mm. Yes. So, anything else we want to chat about with that? Because I think with Metal Gear 5 coming up, I'm not going to finish this. No. We can't all be as lucky as Dan and get the most hyped games. I am very lucky. I'm very appreciative of the company who I shall not name who sent me it. If you are that company and listening, Donkey Shy. You can, you can pay us money to see it. Yes. We're not bothered about that. Yeah. So last week, I believe Harrison Hameter gave us a recommendation of a game to play. And in the past, we have... Eric, can I just stop you? What? Sorry, but Harrison, why? Why did you do this? Yes. Why? In the past, we have not always taken people's suggestions seriously and played them, um, but we have turned a new leaf. Jess is actually playing games. Right. Dan and I are making videos, so we figured, let's make videos of games that people suggest. So Harrison recommended that we play King of Monsters, and the way he described it sounded awesome. He described it as a wrestling game with movie monsters mixed with a side-scrolling beat-em-up with monster wrestling matches between stages. It just sounds cool. We put it in, and this game is balls. (laughs) It is terrible. I mean, there is very few redeeming factors to... We We played the first one, King of the Monsters, just throwing it out there and i don't i don't even know how to describe the the level of shit that this game exists on it's just so bad the there are four moves that you can do so you, they they drop you into one of eight cities on hurricane ravaged japan and apparently as Dan pointed out there are turnbuckles all around the city that when you run into them, they just throw you back like a wrestling match. So I guess, yeah, that's the wrestling aspect of it. Everything else sucks. You can punch, you can kick, you can jump. But if you fall down, it takes like 30 seconds to get back up. To be fair, though, if you're a huge monster, like I can see that it would take 30 seconds to get back up. I think that's all relative, though. Why? Because it doesn't take... Because you're... Us? Big and... Just because you're giant doesn't mean it would take longer. Like, that annoys me about giants. Why would? Why are they always really slow? Maybe it's fast for because... them, but slow for us. It's perception. Yeah, like hummingbirds. Hummingbirds look at all they're the other birds. They're like, why are you guys so fucking slow? <laughs> I'm bigger. From giants to hummingbirds in one sentence. Yeah. Wow. Kind of how we ended up on the Tomb Raider nude stuff last week. Oh gosh, don't <laughs> remind me. Um, but the we we never figured out the purpose of that game. There's occasionally a move where you can body slam someone, and a red pea circle flies out, and then it increases your pee meter, and then you can supposedly try to pin somebody. But nowhere at any point do they ever give you any sort of button prompts to make this happen. And they give you five minutes per match, which is nowhere near enough time to collect enough pee to lay on top of a dude for long enough to win the match. <laughs> Out of context, <laughs> you never have enough pee to lay on a guy for long enough to win. 
Yeah. So that hashtag golden showers. <laughs> that game, that game was huge shit. So we just we decided since it got a sequel, we may as well try the sequel. And that was no better. No, that was also a turd. Except the breast massaging portion. That was yeah, very was odd. I have no idea. You get into... I, I understand grappling in boxing to kind of give yourself a reprieve. But this was just hands on boobs, squeezing and rocking back and forth. It was like a bad high school dance. It was literally just like they were touching each other's breasts. And then one and of then you... after doing this for a while, they decided, I don't like you anymore. I'm now going to suplex you. <laughs> it was crazy. And that happened way too often. And the mechanic for it is press left and right on the D-pad as fast as you can. And if you know, that's not a quick motion. So it just got really tiresome. So we did the one-on-one for a while, and then we decided to do the two-on-one. And... That's where it flipped into like the side-scrolling beat-em-up game where you and your partner are trying to stave off an invasion of sentient eyeball brains that send down the dumbest-looking creatures ever. Yep, that's pretty Like lips with three eyeballs on them, um, bouncing alligator eyeballs with very luscious eyelashes... It's just a weird... That is, that is definitely the boob mechanic, Jess, you've just found, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Boy, he's, Look at those boobs. He's taking a lot of pleasure out of that. He really is. I think that should be this week's podcast image, Eric. I think it... I'm saving it. <laughs> Thank you. like it. But it looks like you guys... Like, it looked like fun when you were playing it. Dan and I can make it anything look fun. Yeah, we, we can. made we're very talented. Well, except for Ario monsters. Yeah, that was bad. Batman Forever, though, we made that look fun. And that game was huge shit. Like that game, <laughs> that was that was the funniest thing ever. That game and this game are neighbors in shitville. It just sucked. I honestly think that is the funniest video we've ever done because it was just hilarious. Despite the fact that it recorded improperly and half of it was cut off, it doesn't matter. It just adds, just just adds to the funniness. The swinging was my favorite part. Oh, we were both just actually <sighs> crying playing that. I had actual tears. It was so funny. I don't know why. It just really was. Uh, yeah, so good suggestion. I mean, thanks. But I think that's one of those games that if you enjoyed it in your childhood, that's probably where it's best left. Well, I hated it, so not a good suggestion. Try again, please. (laughs) There is a disclaimer in our podcast description about we will shit all over your childhood. Yeah. Uh, Anybody playing anything else this week? Uh, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. Finally! Yay! I've been telling you to play this for years. I know. What was finally the push? I don't know, I just I was thinking, got nothing much to play right now, let's try this. I don't have Phantom Pain. And I, you know how much I want Final Fantasy VII's remake, so this is the next best thing. The best aspect of this game is the story. They did such a good job on it. Well, spoilers, because I've already done the first bit. Well, I'm not so. telling you anything, but I'm pretty sure there's a very 
obvious side character that you can tell who it is. Aerith? No. He's Yuffie? got yellow spiky... Oh, Cloud. Yeah. I know, a, I know Stop! Cloud's in it. Don't spoil it for him. I'm not spoiling it. I know Cloud's in it. I know. Good. 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 So... I know the general plot. I read it ages ago on Wikipedia. So for people who don't know what Crisis Core is, because they made the dumb decision to release it only on PSP. Uh, I'm really surprised they haven't remade it yet. I think they will eventually, or at least just do a port. Uh, it follows the story of Cloud as he enters Soldier, but Cloud's not the main character. Zack is the main character. So from Final Fantasy VII, Dan, correct me if I'm wrong, because my Final Fantasy VII boner is not as big as yours. Nobody <laughs> says, my friend. Yeah, no. Um, Cloud assumed the identity of Zack from Soldier, and this tells that story. Something like that. It's it's really confusing, actually. It's something to do with Nova's cells and it addles his brain and makes him think he's Zack. Stuff like you, he was in. He thinks he's first class in soldier, but Cloud never actually makes it. Yeah, Cloud never actually becomes soldier. Yeah, at the end of Crisis Core, I think Cloud picks up the Buster Sword and walks towards Midgar, doesn't the he? The end of this game, and I'm I'm not going to ruin it. I'm just going to give you something to look forward to. Is one of the most emotional endings of a game I have ever played. I've, I've actually seen. Oh, it. you fucking ruined it for yourself. <laughs> yeah, but because I've played through it and built up the character and stuff it will be more effective the second time yeah it is super super emotional if you have if you've if you haven't played seven it's going to mean nothing to you but if you've played seven and you've loved it and you understand the story and the impact and the importance of how influential zach was on cloud's life this this ending of this game is one of the best what do you think of the battle system with the uh slot slot uh machine I don't quite understand it yet. It's totally random. It's totally random. But why does it sometimes flash up on the screen and then it looks like you should have some degree of control over it, but you it's don't? It's totally random. Okay. I, I don't know. It's weird. I love it. That game is so good. Maybe it's a, It is a good game, I can tell, but I'm going to start playing more of it. And I will let you know how I get on next week. Maybe I'll pick that up and start playing that too. I, from what I remember, it's pretty long too. Hmm. I imagine so. I have been playing Mega Man Legacy Collection. Yeah, I talked. How was it? It's fantastic. I talked a little bit about this on our Legend of Dragoon special uh, Thursday night, but um, it is one hundred percent Mega Man fan service. Is all it is. They've done nothing, <laughs> quite literally nothing, to improve these games. Um, to the point where I loaded up Mega Man 1 last night and Christy was in the kitchen and for some reason the audio codec didn't click through properly, kind of like it wouldn't on the regular Nintendo where you'd turn it on and the, vi- the, the, the visuals would be great, but the audio would be really shit and distorted. Same thing happened here and Christy goes, that doesn't sound right. Like, no, it doesn't. Reset and pop back through. So it was, it's, it's the most pure form of these games that you're going to get right down to the screen flicker. Um, if you get too many enemies on screen at once it's going to start chugging and lagging just like it used to when you first played them on nes so it's that's pure mega man but they've added a really cool feature to it called challenge mode where they've taken some of the most difficult segments from each game 
and strung them together in one giant level where you have to jump across these certain set of blocks into this black hole and it teleports you to another section of a different level and you jump across and you you are uh, you're timed so there's a timer in the bottom right and if you die the timer still goes but it kicks you back to the beginning of that section that you're on so you can stop and take time to kill enemies and collect health at the expense of time and the faster you finish it the better your ranking and the more helmets that you get and if you beat certain amount of missions with certain amount of helmets you unlock more um it's really cool like one of the one of my favorite ones uh was 25 seconds long it was the green mech dragon from Mega Man 2 and you had to beat him in under 24 seconds but they drop you into the level as you're jumping across the platforms really yeah. so you like you've you've played up to that point right Jess yeah. So you remember how if you're not far enough forward, he'll bust up through and he'll kill you? They yeah. start you right where he busts up through and kills you. So you And you don't start on the platform. You start above it. So you start in a fall. So you land on it and you have to jump immediately to get away from him. It's just really cool. The, 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 that would be super annoying the first time. It was. The challenge mode is very difficult, but it's very cool because you want to try to do it faster. You're like, I could do this. But by doing that, then you get to those segments in the game. You're like, oh, I got this. This is nothing. That's cool. Um, they've also got a museum mode where you can go into each game and then look at the the bestiary for it. And they give you the names of the enemies, kind of some backstory of it. Um, and you can look at all the, the concept and character art for those enemies. It's It's pretty cool. Definitely worth the fifteen Sweet. bucks. They've got a uh, audio player too, where you can just go in and listen to the soundtrack from all the games. So, so it's basically like your ideal game. Yeah, this game is, just... duh, <laughs> duh. How does it work in terms of saving and stuff? So each game gets one save slot. Where I oh. haven't tested it, as if you could use it like a. Uh, save state on an emulator because you can press the tr- the the touchpad and save at any time but i i oh, haven't okay. bothered just pressing load to see if it kicks you back to that same spot which would be kind of cheap if it does um the one thing that i'm kind of on the fence about whether or not i like is on the emulators you could map an auto fire button and i'd usually map it to triangle so you could jump and press triangle and you just fire bullets really quick they put that into this game so you oh, can auto okay. fire and i don't i don't necessarily like that i and do they have an option that you could turn that off or i guess you could just not yeah, use it yeah you could just not use it what else is cool is you can change the screen size so you can do original you can do full and then you can stretch it out so it goes widescreen and that looks like ass just garbage it actually made me sick playing it um or you can leave it original and then you can turn a border on and they've done this character art for the outside instead of having black bars. You have character art around That's the outside. Neat. And you can put different filters over it for what different types of monitor you're playing on. And It's just a really cool game. It's, it's, it's very basic, but it's how I think a lot of companies should repackage some of their old games. Like I could see Naughty Dog doing this with their Crash Bandicoot games. And it's like, here's all the old Crash Bandicoot games. Just... In their original form, you don't always need to remake them. Just give us a way to play them on a current platform. 
That's true. That's cool. I know Dan would go crazy for that. Oh, uh, I don't think I would, you know. For the sake of conversation, no. Dan would go crazy for that. <laughs> yes, I would. Thank you. Other than that, that's uh, that's been about it for the week. You guys play anything else? No, that's it. Should we do some emails? Yeah. yeah. Sure. We got we some? Do. Uh, actually, we have one. No, two. Two. Oh. two. I read one, Marker. and I need to change it back. If you want to send us an email, factorysealed at manatank.com. This one comes from our old pal, Scale Enley. Scale. Good old Scale. He writes, this one's kind of long, so I may abbreviate it. Writes, dear Factory Seal crew, just writing in to say thank you for the podcast. It's good to see the Factory Seal. You are welcome. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, thanks okay. for it's thanking him or welcoming him. It's good to see that the Factory Seal tradition of not finishing the games before the podcast is alive and well with the first Minish Cap episode. Uh, I've also right. <laughs> I've also got a recommendation for you guys to play. It's not a retro game, but okay. this style of game hasn't been done well since Diablo two. And it pulls in elements of Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy X. Game I'm talking about. <laughs> the game I'm talking about is Path of Exile. It's a free-to-play Diablo-style ARPG with cosmetic microtransactions, and it's as its only source of income. It's continually up- updated, balanced, and expanded. There is no auction house or gold-based economy. Everything is done with bartering. The game is fucking hardcore. See the attached attached picture. Uh, that's the passive skill tree. So, Dan, this is a PC game. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> so he says, the amount of oh, skills yeah. and items in the game is just staggering. It makes Diablo 3 just look like a joke. It's on Steam, and it's free. You should check it out. Uh, thanks again. Keep up the good work. Sincerely, Scale and Lee. P.S. I'm sorry to be the one telling you this, but you are saying vague wrong. Vague. Say it with a vay, v a y sound at the start. Vague. So exactly how I say right? it, like me. No, you. No. Uh, yes, I do. It's vague. I'm saying. No, you. Just you say vague. I do not. I say vague. I you feel say, like yeah, that's what you just said. This file. Record that. Eric, shit see a bag. Vague. See a bag. Bag. See a bag. Vague. It's the same. That's what I'm saying. Vague. No. Vague you is just vague. You just said it right. Vague is vague. Vague. We said something else when we were playing Rocket League the other day as well. I can't remember <laughs> what it was. I don't know. And it was like it was like vague, but it wasn't. It was pla- It was plagued. Plague. Plagued. Plagued. Plague. <laughs> what the hell is it supposed to be? Plague? Plagued. Plagued. Not plagued. plagued. I'm saying plagued. Like you go out to the park and you play. It's a plague. What? <laughs> oh god. Plague. Plague. Why did you have to put this in your email skill? <laughs> we'll throw this every week. We've got another email from Matt Buell. He writes, "Yo, FS Matt- crew, Ooh. I got a copy of Pokemon Snap. Jess can have." Let me know and I can mail it whenever. Oh, I know that was the best ever. Oh, isn't that nice? Free I know, games. I, I feel like that's totally like rude of me 
to be like, yes, send me your things. I would get a P.O. box. If you want to send me free stuff, go for it. <laughs> Boy, beggar, beggar over here. <laughs> I'm Dan and I I'll want free stuff. I do like free stuff. Free stuff I hear good. that uh, there's a certain company that likes to give away racing games. Okay. <laughs> What's the name of that company? I'm going to send him an email and start telling him to send you some games because you're going to start oh, no, please, reviewing no. them. Uh, I, I don't have a reviewing platform. I don't I? have a console. I will review the box art. I remember it is when good. the first F1 came out, Formula One Championship Edition came out for PS3. I would download that demo and just show it off to people. Like, this is how good the PS3 looks. And now I kind of look back on it like, wow. kind of looks like shit. Hmm. So what are we going to play this week? I don't know. I've made suggestions quite a while in the past. Tom is out next week, so... I'm out, too. So, the sixth? Potentially. Okay, yes. so it's just Dan and I. Dan and me. I'm thinking something PS1. I'm thinking something PS1 as well. Or... No, let's go PS1. Hmm. How about Dino Crisis? Yes! <laughs> I actually have it on my... Uh, on PS3. The uh, PS1 collection, or the PS1 classic. Okay. That game is awesome. It's like Resident Evil with dinosaurs. I remember it being awesome. Shit controls. Oh my god, the controls are junk. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking either that or Crash Bash. Well, here's the honest truth. There's a little game that comes out Tuesday that's going to eat a ton of time. And Dino Crisis is, in, by no stretch of the imagination, a short game. Crash Bash it is. Is then. that for a PS1? Yes. Crash Bash. Is that another racing game? No, it's a like weird party game, like Mario Party. Why would we do that if we can't play together? Because it'll, it'll still be good. Okay. We'll play Crash Bash and probably some other shit throughout the week, but I'm pretty sure next week is going to be a lot of Metal Gear talk. I would imagine so. Maybe. So if you want to send us any suggestions, factorysealedmanatank.com. Jess, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, I am in Jess. Dan. Frosted Sloth. You can find me at Honest Pizza. That's going to do it for this week. Thanks for showing up, guys. Putting in minimal. I'm gonna go drive my new cars. Yeah, they're fancy. Fancy. Have you actually bought them? Or have you got them on finance? I went in with a briefcase full of hundreds and went. These are mine now. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I bought them, but I don't have that type of money to pay outright. I, was gonna I don't say. think anyone does. No, not for two nice cars. But we didn't buy them brand new because who the hell wants to eat 25% depreciation the second you drive it off the lot? So 
that's yeah, the, that's stupid. But last night there was a big. Did, did I tell you I got a new car a couple of months back? Did you wreck that one again? No, it just was old and fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you said when you took it to the dealer to trade it in? What's wrong with this car? It's old and. Fucked. I actually, I actually lied and just went. It runs fine, runs perfectly. When in reality, I'd just been to the garage and said the clutch is about to go, and you've got a huge oil leak. What uh, kind of car did you get? It's called a Vauxhall Corsa. You probably don't get more Corsair? Corsa Air? Oh, Corsa. Corsa. I will find it. Jesus Christ, that car looks like it's a coffin. If you get into an accident, just bury you in it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Did you buy it new? And no, it's about three year old. Oh. What is it called? Voxel V O X E L. We bought two Nissans. I bought Christy a 2013 Nis- Nissan. It's, it's Nissan. Nissan. It's not I Nissan. say Nissan. Dan, you Nissan. couldn't. The manufacturing plant is here. It's Nissan. You couldn't pronounce <laughs> Konami. You lose all credibility. Yeah, okay. Uh, bought Christy a 2013 Nissan Sentra because it gets like 40 Nissan. miles per gallon and it only had 10,000 miles on it for a three-year-old car. Like, okay. And then I bought myself an Altima. So now I get to be a Nissan Altima snob. Hooray! Hooray. My car has 337,000 kilometers on it. Jesus. Wow. And it's like so, yeah. a 2005, four, something like that. So not terribly old to have 300,000 on it. It's pretty impressive. Wow. That's a pretty slick looking yeah, car. Yeah, that's the one I got in the chat. Fancy. Can you pick it up and carry it upstairs mm. with you? Yes. Oh, cool. All right. Well, we are going to, what did we say? Crash Bash? Yes. Crash Bash next week. Hopefully Jess will be here. Tom will definitely not be here. Until then, we'll see you all next time. Peace. I thought we'd stop recording.